You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield. Molly here with the latest edition of The Marn Report podcast. Today, I'm here with some of my very special friends, repeat offenders on The Marn Report from DPTMS. And you guys are going to talk to me about the upcoming installation exercise, right? Absolutely. Awesome. First of all, introduce yourselves. Tell me what you guys do within DPTMS. What in the heck does DPTMS even stand for? Uh, my name is Bo Bradley. I'm the uh, installation emergency manager. And DPTMS is the director of the plans, training, mobilization, and security. And for anybody that has any military experience, we're the Garrison Commanders S3. Cool. And uh, for this is Jeff Bergeron. I'm the uh, emergency contingency planning officer. In addition to that, I designed the full-scale exercise that'll be in November. Tell me a little bit about this. We have one every single year, right? Give me a little bit of a background. Okay, so uh, we, we do uh, uh, a full-scale exercise and an integrated protection exercise once a year, and um, we, we want to train our installation first responders, our directorates, because uh, our garrison commander acts like a community mayor. So we want to make sure that our installation stays safe and secure. So uh, we put together these training opportunities to better prepare the uh, installation for any type of all hazards incident. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty cool to do something like this, right? It's just a, a, like you said, added layer of protection. I know that here in the public affairs office, we are active participants in those um, exercises. And I mean, there's so many different directorates that are involved, right? That we all take our own um, thing away from it, right? Absolutely. We, we all gain really cool um, knowledge from this. So that's great. So tell me, what are the dates for this year's exercise? That's um, the dates that you'll start seeing. Actually, you might have gotten some emails here and there starting it. Um, and then, but the actual major muscle movements will be on the 16th of November. Okay. All right. So about the middle of the month. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then um, what can we expect? Is What can you share, right? You want to keep some stuff under lock and key. So as we're preparing mm-hmm. or, and while we're going through it, it's, you know, we're act, we're reacting properly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what can we expect? Well, um, you can expect some power to go out. Ooh. Some uh, cyber attacks. Wow. And then um, there'll be a ma- uh, mass casualty incident on both. This pertains to both installations, Hunter and Fort Stewart. Sure. Um, there'll be some mass casualty uh, uh, areas where there'll be a, quite a bit of casualties. Wow. Okay, so we're talking a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. right? So with that, um, you say power outages and things like that. What can... Specific. Okay, so people who are not participating in it, right? Everyone else on the garrison, soldiers, family members, other DOD civilians whose directorates might not be as directly affected. What can those people expect? Well, if they're they're not in the affected area, it's going to probably be they won't even know what's going on. If okay, they're not in the area. Sure. Uh, if if they're not in the impacted area, <clears throat> it's probably business as usual. Okay. Uh, but if you are. Um, you'll notice uh, it'll be slower getting through traffic. Uh, there's some um, areas that will be on post on both Hunter and Fort Stool that you'll notice that will be slower because there will be those incidents. But sure. But if you're not involved and you're not in the footprint of the exercise, you shouldn't notice anything. Sure. And then I, I'm sure that you guys are will all be, you know, 
passing out information via social media and whatnot to make sure that, you know, everyone else who's not directly involved understands that it's an exercise, right? We don't want anybody thinking that there's a true mass casualty situation happening on both installations. So just to make sure that the community is aware of that, you know, we'll make sure that you guys are aware. This is just a test. (laughs) I just uh, encourage all of our uh, families and spouses and all of our other people that have a a social media program to follow the U.S. Army Garrison social media platforms because Mm -hmm. about a week out, public affairs will start posting more and more information just to get the community prepared. And uh, it's even going to be shown on our local affiliates to prepare the uh, external partners and our surrounding communities that we're having an exercise. That's great. And then um, when you say, you know, like community partners, that's always a pretty big thing with the installation exercises, right? Because um, God forbid we ever need them. We do have great partnerships with the community, like emergency services, for Mm -hmm. instance. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit more about, um, is there any type of partnership like that during exercises? Well, Jeff is uh, partnered with Kanuchi because uh, we've we've learned a lot with how power generation is supplied to both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. So one of the very first meetings that we had was with Kanuchi. So uh, we're also going to have Candler and Memorial Hospital along with Liberty and uh, Chatham Emergency Management Associations participating. So. Just a little shout out and thank you to all the uh, external partners that are going to be helping out. Yeah, and and not only are they helping us, right? We're helping them too because in the instance that something like this were to actually go down, um, you know, they would be involved. So it's a way for them to help and kind of execute um, their, you know, kind of flex their muscles a little bit, see see where they might need to make some areas of improvement. That is really really cool. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about maybe maybe some past exercises that we've done. How have we grown from those if that makes any sense you know like kind of going back into the whole reason why we do this um what have been some other scenarios so the just this past march we did uh active shooter exercise here on one day and then hunter the next Mm -hmm. which triggered a uh uh, active shooter ttx with the same parties Mm -hmm. Uh, cid swat team chatham county um all those partners come together because during the exercise, the gap was identified sure. that, you know, communication was an issue. Mm-hmm. And um, these exercises show those gaps in a safe way. Yeah. We'd rather find these gaps in exercises so we're ready for the real thing. No kidding. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that happened then, yes, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we talked about the exercise. We know when it's going to happen, kind of a little bit about what to expect. Sometimes during these exercises, you guys have asked for volunteers. Will you need that this time? Oh, well, always we need volunteers. I and mean, if you would like to volunteer, just hit me up uh, um, through uh, email or phone number. Um, I, I'll put you to work. If you want to volunteer, I'll, I'll give you something to do. That's uh, that's that's easy. There's always, you know, innocent bystanders that want to, you know, just because... EMS workers and police, they need to know how to deal with those because it's just a, the day and age we're in, you, you're going to have extra people getting in the way. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, awesome. So anybody who's interested, we're always looking for help, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it's not just the EMS workers and the people that maybe our community might see on the ground. We actually have a little hub, right, of where a lot of people go to kind of collaborate. It's the Emergency Operations Center. Can you guys maybe paint a picture 
uh, for the listeners about what the EOC is and who goes there and kind of what that open collaboration looks like, why something like that is helpful? The Emergency Operations Center is the conduit for information. So when, and it's the commander's touch point. So everybody, every director has a seat in that, in that room. Yeah. So PAO, MEDAC, everybody has a seat, the NEC. So to, for the commander to understand the, the emergency, he has, he's got all these feelers out there to find out because sure. he cannot be there. So that's his conduit information. A call comes into the EOC from that director. If it's a computer problem, it comes to the neck. If it's a power outage, it comes from DPW. All this and all this information is fed to the curious commander so he can make the appropriate decisions. And then the emergency manager, uh, Mr. Bo Bradley, can, you know, put assets where they need to be. Sure. Um, you know, not to use a military term, but so we can battle track and, and put assets where they need to go. Yeah. And that's, if you strip it down, that's what it's for. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's gotta be, I mean, I know that as a participant in EOC operations that it's really helpful for just to be a directorate in there. It's gotta be incredibly helpful, you know, for your team, um, to kind of just have everybody in one spot, be able to yell across the room and talk to the firefighters or talk to the chaplain or, or a JAG, you know, that's gotta be just awesome to have that that place. So I don't know, just to paint that picture that maybe people don't understand how many layers go into, you know, training exercises or real life events, mm-hmm. right? Storms and things like that. Yeah. You guys, um, you guys have a big job. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the things that I'd like to thank the uh, directorates, uh, we fielded a, a new common operating uh, picture this past spring. It's called the Physical Security Integrated Framework. Yeah. We used to use Web EOC, but now we use what is called PCIF and we've been training on it. And this upcoming November is going to be a, a good litmus test because we are actually going to use PCIF in this uh exercise. So I want to thank all the directorates for their uh, participation in our monthly training. Uh, it is mandatory. So if you need uh, to get other reps, just get a hold of Mr. Eric Waters and uh, we'll make sure you're trained up properly. Yeah. And just to um, help explain that even more, that it's a computer program, correct? Absolutely. So it's somewhere where anyone who is in that emergency operations center, or maybe they can't get to the emergency operations center, but they still need to stay connected. They can connect from a computer and be... And you can connect from anywhere. Exactly. You can, yep. I, I think you can even connect from your phone if you need to yep. at this point, and, and you are connected to all of those assets that would be mm-hmm. together in that exactly. one room so you can have that bird's eye view of everything that's happening and you can type in your information. It's very, very cool. Yeah, I, I just think that um, some people think when we have a storm and things shut down or if, God forbid, something were to actually happen or even during these um, exercises, it's, you know, there's you see what's on the surface, but you don't realize how, how many layers there are, Absolutely. which is just... It's very cool. So is there anything else that you guys would like to add about the exercise or just about your program? Uh, about the exercise and, and then subsequent exercises from here, we're going to be progressively turning the power off on Fort Stewart and Hunter through the next couple of years, uh, culminating in one um, exercise that's going to turn the, all the power off. So if you need to start looking at those emergency plans, your contingency plans at home. If you're, especially if you have uh, special needs in your home, exceptional needs in your home, 
you need to look at what those contingency plans look like. Sure. If I don't have power, what am I going to do? If I have a breathing machine or whatever this is, uh, plan that out now. Yeah. Because by 2025 or 2026, whenever the Army says it's your turn, Fort Stewart and Hunter, they're going to come down there and assist us, and we're going to have to turn the power up for eight hours. Yeah. So these small exercises that you see in now are the reason those are coming. So plan that ahead. Sure. And that's the big focus for this year's Energy Action Month, Mm -hmm. correct? Really taking a look at those energy resources, right? Because what do you do if if the lights go out? If the power is down, what do you do? And and perhaps some of our, our family members, people that live here on the installation, may see... Um, an exercise like this where we do go dark as an inconvenience or maybe it's upsetting, which is understandable, but it's just so important for everyone to know that it's all in the name of protection, right? And safety. Absolutely. And so it's worth it. (laughs) It might not feel worth it in the moment, but boy, is it worth it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, and then that was going to be my next question. Do you know any, you, we know nothing about the, what's going to be the big culminating going dark event like will that be the entire installation in homes so it'll the commander has some decisions to make Mm -hmm. right so and i and i wouldn't but uh it'll affect most of the critical infrastructure on fort stewart sure um he if he makes a decision to include housing or exclude housing he Mm -hmm. has the option sure but he has not been posed that question yet so sure but also that brings up a good point right like if people have concerns now you know this is this is coming down and we spoke with our certified installation energy manager mr brett cowan (laughs) and he brought up a good point right now that you know that this exercise is coming up and we have a series of these exercises Mm -hmm. that are coming up if you work in a facility, if you um, live in housing, you know, if you have a concern that even during an exercise that you are within a function that absolutely cannot be interrupted by a power outage, now is the time right now, probably two weeks ago was the time, but now is most definitely the time to speak up uh, reach out to DPW, put in, you can do it through the um, work order work process, order. right? And and state your concerns so we are aware. So, you know, so you guys are aware, the DPW team is aware, and they can take that into account as they finalize these planning processes for the That is the absolutely exercise. correct. Cool, cool. Okay, well, is there anything else you guys want to add? Uh, just another shout out to Third ID. Uh, Jeff already mentioned it, but we have role players from 3rd Infantry Division, so appreciate the division soldiers who will be supporting, and uh, we're ready to get after it. Yeah, well, we're ready to get after it, too. We're excited. <laughs> Some people anxious. are like, yeah, or maybe yeah, yeah maybe a little excited, bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's an exercise, yep. it, you know, and it's all in the good name of learning and making ourselves better and keeping us safe, so worth it. Right. All right. Well, that would be it for this week's edition of the Marn Report podcast. I'm Molly, and that is Jeff and Bo. And we are signing off. Thanks, guys. Bye. Deuces. If you or someone you know needs crisis support, dial 988. This three-digit dialing code connects directly to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, where compassionate, accessible care and support is available for anyone experiencing mental health-related distress. The 988 Lifeline helps thousands of people struggling to overcome suicidal crises or mental health-related distress every day. There is hope. Call or text 988 today.